Are you satisfied with your understanding of sustainability? If you are not, imagine a journey together, a pluralistic one, with academia, innovators, startups, NGOs, all looking for solutions to the greatest challenge of our time. My name is Samuel Ettini, and this is The Sustainability Journey. Welcome to this new episode. Today, we are exploring further our journey in the movement of the B Corp, a movement that is really shaping capitalism and trying to reinvent it, coupling purpose with profit. And today, we are traveling very far. We are traveling to the Australian continent, New Zealand, where we meet the head of sustainability or one of the leading B Corps, if not the biggest one in New Zealand, Julia Jackson. Thank you, Julia, for being here. Thanks, Amali, for having me. Thank you so much. It is the first time we reach this continent. I know in English called Australia, in Italian, in my language called Oceania. With you, we are reaching the five continents. We talk about B Corps, but, you know, our podcast is called The Sustainability Journey. And I want to ask you, which is Julia? journey to sustainability? I guess I have been always interested in making a difference and sort of not wanting to follow a traditional career path. When I was at university, I studied international relations, which is sort of politics at the time. They didn't, sustainable business as a field of study didn't really exist. So we, we all studied international relations, which was all about, you know, how can we actually make a difference and, and understand how we do sort of development in a different way. Um, which I really liked, and I've never really worked in that field specifically, but I did very quickly after university decide to go traveling, I guess having learned about all of these um, exotic and interesting places um, and how sort of community development is happening in those places, I wanted to go and see and experience those for myself. Um, So I packed my bags and bought a one-way ticket to Argentina, actually, um, in South America, and then sort of became a backpacker for about a year. And so I backpacked through all of South America um, and made my way up to Central America. By the time I was in Panama, I had very much run out of all of my money. Um, And (laughs) so I was looking, I guess, looking for opportunities where I could stay longer in Latin America without spending too much money and also making a difference. So I got an opportunity, a a small eco hotel in the country of Guatemala, which is in Central America. Hotel has about sort of space for about 30 people, so it really is quite small. Um, and they offered woofing basically. So you sort of live on site um, and you work there as well. And so in exchange for, for living and your food and all that sort of stuff, um, you contribute sort of six to eight hours a day. Yeah, I turned up there, had never, you know, thought about this place really before, but just absolutely fell in love with the place. It's a beautiful Lake Atitlan in in Guatemala, if anyone feels like Googling it. It's such a beautiful, beautiful lake, Um, really stunning. And the hotel was just a really amazing combination, I guess, of a lot of the things that I'd studied and been interested in because it had all of the sustainable architecture features. So all of the, you know, things like reusing water, low impact construction materials, all of that sort of stuff combined with the social element around actually empowering workers to you know, have a better wage, have a better job prospects and opportunities, training people up from nothing and all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, so I mean, I really got an amazing experience there and I ended up sort of 
staying for a year. That hotel, I thought I was probably going to be there for a couple of months and then move on to my next adventure. It ended up being a full year. And one of the things there I think that really made a massive impact on me as a person was we had this an algal bloom on the lake. So a bacteria that came up and covered the entire lake in a horrible, horrible algae. Um, and every single person around the lake, so there's about 25 different villages that live around the lake, and all of them are dependent on the lake in some way. So whether it be for their food or commerce, and everyone, no one really knew what to do. There was this horrible algal bloom. It felt like it was threatening the entire sort of viability of the community. Um, and so we were sort of really in the thick of it, sort of trying to figure out well, what's happening from a science perspective. Why is this happening? What solutions can we provide? And then also sort of working very much on the ground with the community around getting to understand that science and understand what the appropriate response was. So it was a really um, incredibly intense time, quite stressful, quite overwhelming to be there, and particularly as a foreigner. You don't necessarily have the same ownership over that, but it really made me sort of understand why I wanted to work in the field of sustainability, which is combining, you know, social, because at the end of the day, it's all about, you know, people have to be involved in making these changes, but also understanding the environmental impact and the interconnectivity of both of those sort of ecosystems, really. Wow. Eureka moment, it was really coming from the grassroots level, and it's really where they are not traveling. You have really seen the, the different connections. And so from there, I mean, now you have now become a head of sustainability, but you in, in an important farm in your country. So it's really, but you still have this passion and this world that is was born there, we can say, on the shores of the lake in Guatemala. Let me ask you, you know, now you are a leader now in the field of sustainability. And then I want to ask you, you know, what about Kiwi Bank? Before going into the B Corp and the discussion, what is Kiwi Bank? And then what is your role there? So Kiwi Bank's an interesting um, company. So we are fully commercial. We were started by the New Zealand government in the early 2000s. The bank was actually created under the government and they were given some, some money to start it up. At the time, owned by one of a sort of a state-owned enterprise, our national mail service, so New Zealand Post. And the idea behind Kiwi Bank when it was set up was that there wasn't a large bank that was fully New Zealand owned. And all of our... All of our big banks in New Zealand were owned by overseas companies. And so they really wanted to create a big strategically and systemically important bank where Kiwi people in New Zealand, so we call ourselves Kiwi, um, had the ability to actually put their money in somewhere where the money was going to stay in the country and produce benefit for Aotearoa New Zealand. So it's a really interesting, I guess, case study in and of itself of how sort of a fully commercial business is running, but actually with the sort of quite strong linkage back to, to government and quite strong linkage back to the community of New Zealand and trying to do something different and, bet, and provide a better or fairer banking alternative um, for the people of New Zealand. So that's where we sort of started at and we're now about 20 years old. So relatively new or young for a bank, you know, our competitors are, who are all foreign owned, some of them have been around for 150, 180 years, right? So they have they're big institutions with lots of people working in them. But Kiwi Bank now is sort of the fifth largest bank in New Zealand. So we have about 11% of the market, depending on whether you're looking at sort of individual customers or business customers, but it's around about 11%. And we offer personal banking services and business banking services, but largely focused really on people. So um, we don't do a lot of like large corporate um, and institutional banking like some of the other banks do. So 
one of the terms used in banking is sort of this idea of, of focusing on the real economy. Um, so and, and that's something actually sort of a bit of a segue into B Corp. It's one of the, the areas that as a bank, B Corp was quite interested in actually understanding well, what is our contribution to the real economy. And that means that as a bank, you know, essentially the product that we sell is money, you know, or the, or the you know, the transactions behind money. So either people are putting their, their money with us and we are, you know, looking after it and helping it to grow, or they require additional money for things like purchasing a house or purchasing, you know, a big, big asset or funding their business to grow more. And so then we lend that money out to them. So it's really, you see that you have already a linkages from your history uh, that is linked with the social roots and the space, the development, the holistic development also of the economy. And then I've seen that you have grown in just, you know, 11% in just in, in, in a decade or so. It's really interesting. And as well, you know, the brand recognition is quite high in New Zealand. So you're one of the most trusted brands. And now you have gone a step further. So let me ask you, you know, why the certification? Why a bank should be a BCO? Great question. And there's probably two parts to that, right? So one, why was it something that Kiwi Bank as an organization wanted to go down the path of certification? And then, yeah, as you say, sort of generally as a bank, why would we look for a certification like this when people tend to think that sustainability is more in terms of environmental impacts and we don't, you know, have any, you know, we don't manufacture any products in that sense. So if I start with sort of why it was important to Kiwi Bank, and I think, you know, sort of already touched on it in terms of our roots and our commitment to purpose really is is probably what it comes down to. So um, as an organisation, we have always had this very strong purpose and our purpose statement you know, so the five words that encapsulates it is Kiwi making Kiwi better off. So the idea behind that is, you know, we as Kiwi Bank are the organisation um, that work um, to try and make the people around us, other Kiwi, better off in the long term. And so we've had this, you know, we've had that purpose for a long time. It's something that, you know, almost everyone who works for Kiwi Bank knows about. And it's the reason why they, they turn up to work in the morning. It's something we talk about externally. It has guided our decisions, but we never really had that way of going of, of actually understanding how well we were performing. And so we conducted a piece of work last year where we were starting to actually dig under the hood of, okay, well, if we wanted to be able to sort of measure and benchmark how well we are delivering on our purpose, are we actually living up to this? Are we actually delivering for Kiwi? And that was really a really interesting process where we basically sort of focused on two key elements so of being a purpose-led organisation. And so for us, what we determined was to be a purpose-led organisation, first of all, we have to have some really big external goals around what making Kiwi better off actually means for us and how we're going to measure that. So we developed those, those big external goals and we've been working through at the moment, you know, exactly what that means and how we're going to measure them and all of that sort of stuff. And then the other part was also ensuring that as a business, we had a holistic approach that incorporated purpose into everything we do. And so when we were thinking about that part, okay, well, we think we do quite a good job, but it's not enough really to trust ourselves. Um, let's look for an independent certification who can actually provide us that. And so we started looking around and I'd, I'd actually, you know, been involved in the B Corp movement a, a while back when they first came into New Zealand. So I already sort of knew a little bit about B Corp, but I'd never quite thought about it in the banking context. Um, and so that's when we started and looked at, you know, well, is this the right certification for us? And that's, you know, I think one of the big things that we really liked about B Corp and that stood out 
far above and beyond anything else that was out there is that because the way in which B Corp tailors you know, the requirements or the standards that they're, they're assessing you against um, to the industry that you're in, to the size of your company and where you're based, we were really able to get some quite specific questions from B Corp around what not just good looks like for us, but what best practice looks like for us in terms of being a sustainable organisation and also being a sort of a purpose-led organisation. When we, I guess, delved into those questions that we went, actually, these questions are really good and do test us in terms of, you know, best practice from a banking perspective and understanding our context. Um, and I think, you know, when you think about that and do a sort of question around why a bank and, and why would a bank become a B Corp, it really is that the questions that they've got are highly specific and really relevant to the industry that we're operating in. Um, and what they're looking to find for a bank particularly is the way we are delivering finance going to deliver better outcomes for people in need, for you know, the social challenges that we've got and for the environmental challenges that we've got the world is facing at the moment. So that becomes a really compelling proposition to actually go, well, we should be you know, looking at that standard and seeing how we can work towards that. So that's why we, we ended up deciding to go down the corporate. Thank you, Julia. I mean, it's really interesting to see which were also the motivation, no? And also, of course, the path. You have hinted, you know, a bit of this uh, tool, no? The assessment, you know, this is something like this boulder that sometimes scares people. Can you Cast some insights. How is it? Because uh, discussing with people and then big people say, oh, wow, it's very difficult. A lot of questions. Is it something worth it? You know, can you give us from the inside, how is the process? I would say that it's really useful. Um, and what it's even useful to do. So, so what we're talking about is the B impact assessment. So if, and this is basically a free tool, actually, that anyone can choose to do. So any business, even if you decide in the end that, that they call, the actual certification isn't right for you, any business could actually just create an account within the B Lab um, or the B Corp um, website and do this B Impact Assessment. Um, the important parts about it, I think, and one of the key things where people can get a little bit stuck is choosing the right they call it the right track, but we'll essentially call it sort of the right pathway for you. So before I talked about these sort of the three key components being the sector that you operate in, how large you are, and where you're based. So depending on sort of how you, what you put into the B Impact Assessment for those three questions, you'll get very different, very different assessment questions when you're going through the B Impact Assessment. So we actually, before we started completing the the questionnaire, we actually went to B Corp and said, um, this is the, the track or the pathway that we've put ourselves in. Is this right for us? Um, and they were able to do an independent review of our business and our size and all that sort of stuff. And they actually changed the track that we were in. And I think that was really important because we sort of looked at it later on and we went, yeah, if we'd stayed on that same track, we would have had a lot of questions that just didn't really make sense for us or were very hard for us to answer. Um, but because we sort of were on the right track from the from the get-go, it was um, not still not easy. It's still a lot of work and there are a lot of questions, but it, it meant that we were focused on the right things and, and at least putting effort into things that are going to, you know, actually contribute to our score. So one of the things that we did that was really important, I think, is it's probably two parts, I think, that are important. One is that we didn't try and be 100% perfect with our first go. So what we tried to do was get as many of the answers as we could 
in there and just flag the ones that we weren't quite sure about. So there might have been a few things where we thought, I think we've got a policy on this, or I think we do this, but I'm, I can't quite think who to talk to in the organisation who could actually confirm that for me. Or I'm not, you know, that person's on holiday at the moment, or they're on leave, or whatever it was. And so what we did instead of that is just in the B Corp assessment, you can actually sort of bookmark things. And so we bookmarked a few of the questions and said, we'll, we'll follow up later. And that enabled us to complete about 80% about of the B Impact Assessment sort of in that first go. So then you've sort of, I guess, as a, you know, just from your own energy levels going through, you get a bit of momentum and you start to get a sense of where you're at um, without sort of just feeling like it's so overwhelming that you that you sort of get disillusioned and stop. So I think that was really important for us and putting a set time limit on it as well, I think was the other thing that really helped just that first initial um, hurdle. So we basically said that we wanted to submit our B impact assessment by the end of December. We started in November, um, you know, and so we we had quite a quite a specific deadline. And in New Zealand, the Christmas period is a big um, shutdown period. Most businesses close for at least two or three weeks. So it was also nice to sort of know that you'd then end the year with a big piece of work completed. Um, the other thing we did that sort of within the actual B impact assessment itself is you can download all of the questions into an Excel. So depending on your working style, again, for some people, they find that online questions can be quite overwhelming. But what we were able to do by downloading it is we just went through very quickly at the start and went, okay, these are all questions that should be answered by, you know, again, we're a large organisation, so we've got lots of, of specialists within the organisation, right? So we went, okay, that's our diversity and inclusion specialist. That's our, you know, customer experience or customer feedback specialist. That question needs to be answered by procurement. And so we just quite quickly segmented out the questions of who needed to answer what. Because unless you're sort of an owner-operator working in a very small business and you have access to all of the systems and all of the information, um, I'd say most businesses are going to need a couple of people across the organisation to be providing input into it. So whether that's, you know, data about around your employees because there's a lot of questions around employees or data around um, your suppliers data around your customers those tend to be different people in the organization who provide that sort of information so for us having that view very much at the beginning of things did make it just that little bit easier for us to get through you have given us very key insights on the process and i really like the segmenting the work and in something that you said is doable and it's really helped you, you know, also. And I liked, I like also the pragmatic approach that you have taken, which is also a message to the audience. Everybody can download it, can see if it's applicable to your business, but it's something that is really helping you think. We can summarize it. Let me ask you, you know, okay, you have done this um, exercise and we have seen that you have gone through and then you've got this pragmatic approach. So now that you got the certification, Julia, which are the changes? What have you noticed? Which are the benefits? So, you know, I'm a small business. I, I want to go through here, but I want to understand more. So there's probably two ways of looking at it, right? So the, so there's benefits internally. And so the, the benefits that we've had as an organization for ourselves, having what I think it gave us was a really clear view on where we're at today. So a really honest assessment of where you're at, because it's very easy to you know, we all love the companies that we work in and we think we're doing great work and often we are doing really great work, right? But what B Corp gives you is across all aspects of your business, because there's there's not really many aspects of the business that aren't touched in some way by the assessment. Um, 
really where you're sitting and what are some opportunities for improvement. So that's been really helpful for us to go actually, you know, yeah, we do probably better than we thought um, in this area, but, you know, maybe we can focus a little bit more on that area. So it's actually provided us with that honest view of where we're at and sort of, again, so where we can focus on improving things. Then the other sort of, I guess, key benefit that we've had, oh, and just on that point, I guess what I'll say is what we are now doing is actually using the B Corp assessment when we're looking at setting annual plans and stuff. So when we're looking at what our key initiatives going to be, what are our you know big programs of work, um, either from an operational perspective or even looking at you know some of the customer initiatives that we run, um, what are the areas where we know from the B Corp assessment that we maybe needed to improve? And so we're actually using that to sort of input into that planning process. And um, so that I guess we're deliberately at the front sort of helping to improve our score for future certification rounds, because that's one of the key parts of B Corp is that you have to, every three years when you go for recertification, you have to demonstrate that you've improved based on your previous score. The other benefit that we've really seen that, that we, I guess, had probably hoped for, but hadn't necessarily expected, is the, the positive reception from our customers, community, you know, stakeholders, interested parties um, around the fact that we have, you know, now have this independent assessment, independent assurance of how we're performing as a, as a purpose-led organisation. Um, so we've had quite a few, um, particularly from our business customers, quite a few customers contacting us and just saying, hey, this is fantastic. You know, I'm also you know, on the B Corp journey, maybe they're not quite certified yet, but they might be, you know, going through the assessment or considering it. Um, the fact that, you know, my bank is now a certified B Corp has really, you know, given me a lot of hope and also um, made me sort of want to continue down this journey and, and really sort of want to work with you on that. So we've had a lot of that positive reception from our business customers um, and then from personal customers, I think as well, you know, we've had a lot of people just saying, you know, this is one of the reasons why I chose KiwiBank because I knew that you were going to do, you know, do banking differently. Um, and this is just another reason that supports supports the choice that I've made. So it's helped them sort of feel that loyalty and commitment to, to KiwiBank and validated their choices. Um, and then really interestingly, even, you know, some of our, our government stakeholders are really interested in what we're doing um, and our investors as a way to be able to benchmark our progress against, you know, other companies that they might be looking at. So they've really enjoyed it from that perspective of going, well, this is a great standard that we can actually now start to incorporate when we're doing assessments of companies, um, including KiwiBank. So it has been a really positive reception from, from all sort of all of our stakeholder different camps that we have, I guess. Really interesting. I really like the fact that the assessment then become a kind of strategic tool for formulation of policies that you are doing. And then as well, this that's really interesting reception about customers and others, uh, which is also much the literature, you know, and the review that the customer perception and loyalty. Let me ask, can you share, you know, an example on how you have reshaped some of your business practices out of the um, uh, certification? I would say that, you know, we're relatively new as a B Corp, so we are still sort of working through some of that stuff. But a couple of things that we have done. So one is the governance section of B Corp. So as a sort of a certified B Corp, you have to be considering, you know, the, the broader stakeholders in the decisions that you make. So at the moment, we're going through a process of changing all of our, you know, the templates, the decision-making templates that go to our board and our executive um, to actually 
specifically incorporate that consideration into the papers so that people are actually, so that, you know, when decisions are being made, that conversation is going to be had around what impact does this actually have on your stakeholders. So, and that sounds like a subtle change and you could look at it and go, okay, we possibly should be doing that anyway and that's just good business practice. Um, But I think that's one of the good things about about B Corp is that it forces you to actually formalise some of these things that maybe you've always thought about doing but actually never quite put into that really structured and deliberate way and and accountable way right so you know as a b corp we are now accountable to ensure that we are you know making having that consideration and you know ensuring that we can actually explain why we've made the decisions that we make so that's i think been a really positive change and that will be something that you know then flows through to to every decision that is made in the organization um so quite a profound impact and then the other area i think what we've been doing a lot of thinking about is some of the areas around the customer impact space. So, um, you know, looking at sort of the, as a bank, the questions that we got in sort of customer impact were sort of around how do you ensure that the products that you design are, you know, having long-term positive benefit for your customers and, you know, reaching sort of communities that might not otherwise get access to financial products. Um, and so we had quite an interesting experience with B Corp, which most certified B Corps will probably be familiar with, where you think you're doing something really great. Um, and so you, we put it through it as part of our assessment that, yep, yeah, we've got this, um, we've got a, a couple of products that we think we're really supporting, you know, um, the improvement of financial inclusion and ensuring that people can access sort of safe, fair and affordable credit. And then B Corp looked at it. So one of the ones was that we've got a partnership with an organisation called Natangata who do microfinance products. Um, so small, no fee, no interest loans. Um, really amazing positive social impact. Um, something that we've been involved in for about seven or eight years now. I'm really proud of the partnership. When B Corp looked at it, they went, that's great. Love what you're doing, but it's not a significant part of your business. It doesn't actually represent enough of your total revenue to be something that we could actually count for your score. So that's an interesting conversation, right? Because because you actually get zero points for that partnership in and of itself. So at the moment, we have been having conversations around, you know, what's the future of that partnership and how can we actually support and enable that work more? So I think that's quite an interesting um, area. And again, one that that speaks to sort of how B Corp goes probably beyond um, what some other certifications might or I guess if you're trying to be cynical about something like B Corp and going oh well is it just a you know just a tick box exercise where you can you know where you're just trying to get as many points as you want um the actual certification process in and of itself is really robust and it it really questions things and asks for evidence in a way you know there's no way that you can you can sort of fake the truth of how you're operating and so I think you know again how they wanted to see yes that we've got that partnership and that we offer those products and people can access them but also how much does that represent as a total you know sort of percentage of revenue as an organization um it's giving you know they're really seeking to see a full picture of of everything that we're doing that is very interesting you're giving a, a really good insight on how the process and also the robustness as you say of the assessment that is really holistic a way also to reshape the way you do business uh, it's not just as a ticking box or just a, a certificate but it's really a transformational journey now julia opinion you know 
is it for everyone? You know, there is a lot of debate about B Corp. So what do you think about the B Corp movement? Is it for everybody? Is it something that could be a really a movement since you are inside and you're choosing it that can reshape capitalism and finally give us solution, you know, to how to solve this very wicked problem of sustainability, purpose and profit, you know? Yeah, definitely. Look, I mean, I my strong opinion is that I feel like every business would benefit from going through the assessment. And, you know, no matter what you're seeking to understand from it, um, you will inevitably learn something and make your business better. I think it does have quite, uh, you know, it does force you as a business to ask some tricky questions and have some tricky conversations around what you really stand for and are you pre prepared to sort of change the way you do business and take a stand for, you know, as you said at the beginning, sort of purpose and profit operating together. Um, so I think, again, that, that is a really powerful part of the B Corp certification process. What, where I think there may be some slight difference is whether or not every single business needs to go through the, the actual certification. So the full assurance process, um, you know, in, in becoming a, a certified B Corp, you know, I think for some businesses that might be a step too far at the moment. Um, it might be something that, that is just a bit overwhelming for them and it, and it might distract from making some of the small changes that they could be making from the insights that they get just from doing that, that sort of upfront fee impact assessment. Um, not to say that in sort of five or 10 years, I don't think all businesses should be getting there or could be getting there, um, but I'm just I'm not sure the re reality of, you know, some of our, our smaller business customers who are you know, really, really busy and, and operating you know, we have an expression in New Zealand on the smell of an oily rag, which sort of means that, you know, you don't have many sort of spare people or spare hours in the day. Um, I think for them, the effort is probably best placed up front in that B impact assessment and then putting some change in place that is going to help that business be better, you know, think differently about who they're serving and how they're serving, um, serving customers and what problem do they actually exist to solve because until you've really answered that for yourself I don't know if you can even go down the certification path um, but I think that is one of the real benefits that that free impact assessment gives you is the ability to rethink the way you know ask those tough questions of why you exist. Very interesting thank, thank you Jill I think is we can look at it as, as a process you can start from the assessment and then from there you can see your journey towards the certification. We are approaching the end. I mean, it has been a very insightful episode. So I want to ask you, you know, what is your message as a sustainability leader that you want to give to the audience? Yeah, great. I mean, I would say don't be afraid to just give it a go and start. Um, if you're working in an organization and you're not sure if the organization is up for it, start the conversation you know i think being proactive about um, understanding the role that your business is playing in society is fundamental to all businesses today and that you should be asking those questions and even if it feels a little bit uncomfortable as you were saying i guess because this is a journey even if you're at the very start um, the important thing is to just be on that journey and give it a go and as I said, you will learn something um, no matter where you're at in your journey and no matter sort of how far you go into the full certification process. I think you will always learn something that will make your business better, make you more resilient, make you more aware of what is coming. So just give it a go. Thank you so much. I think it's really a very powerful message, Julia. You know, give it a go. Try it.
and then you know when you try i think results will come and then i can see already from your experience you have already done some incredible transformation i want to thank you so much julia for your time and for very insightful episode because you have really went deep in those the way and the journey you know to get that what is now called a real badge of honor you know some papers they are calling it you know the bcop certification because it's really an art and difficult path but it's really we can say rewarding thank you so much but i'm sure we will see, as we always say we will have a follow up and we will try to see another where you know you are taking kiwi bank and maybe you can become also as you said you know you are even being an example for other businesses to go to the same path so thank you so much julia and we are i'm really grateful no you're welcome thank you so much for having me all the way from little old new zealand <laughs> are you satisfied after this wonderful episode let's continue together our sustainability journey